0: WSB. Depend on it.
1: He's, he's the most connected man in Washington. WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Cain. 11.06 a.m. every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications. On News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB. We are America. One voice united we
0: stand.
1: If our religious beliefs... In the United States of America, offend anybody who is a non believer. I have some advice for them. Leave! Herman Cain, Solutions for a Better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us because we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts because we want you to be better informed. To help make this a better America. Thank you for joining us. Breaking news. Breaking news. Every day with Herman Cain. And the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Mr. Jamie Dupree. Hey, Herman. How you doing, buddy? Magnificent. Now, this house... Approved GOP plan that blocks the Obama administration from spending money to defend the president's immigration actions in court. Let me get this straight. Help us understand this.
0: This is one of those uh, efforts. Uh, none of the funds, as I wrote in my blog today, where you can always find in these uh, spending bills, the appropriation bills. Different times when the Congress says to the executive branch, you cannot spend money on X, you cannot spend money on Y. So this is one of those. It was uh, in, in, it was put in as part of the budget bill for the Justice Department, and it says you, the executive branch, the Obama administration, are not allowed to spend any money to defend the executive actions on immigration by the president in court. Now, theoretically that could get through the house and the senate and down to the president i don't think it's going to get to the senate cuz i think they'll filibuster it over there and it would be vetoed anyway by the president but it's a reminder another reminder from republicans that they can express publicly and say we tried to rein in the president so that was approved yesterday by the house as part of a, a broader budget bill that deals in part with the justice department so just as earlier this year remember there were uh, people who were saying we well, got to defund the executive actions on immigration and they were able to vote to do that in the House of Representatives there was just no way they can get that through the Senate right now because the Republicans do not have 60 votes for that so it was another vote another expression it's not going to go anywhere but still another marker laid down by the GOP on immigration
1: i see is to make a statement but uh, the president still could veto sure, it. Sure, if it were to get I through see. the Senate. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I mean, uh, like, if you go to my blog about this today, you can see there's all kinds of different restrictions in this bill. Like, none of the funds can be used by the Drug Enforcement Administration for bulk data collection. Uh, none of the funds can be used to allow the, uh, the, the the Internet domain name system to be transferred away from uh, you know being ruled on by the U.S. None of the money can be used for a whole bunch of different things. They have, uh, I think, in the Omni the bus that we passed last year. I want to say I found 400 of those or something like that, different spending restrictions that are in there where they say none of the money can be used for this purpose. So these are normal kind of things. They don't all survive. This is one I don't think will get through the Senate. But again, it allowed the Republicans to go on the record yesterday and again say they oppose those executive actions by the president on immigration. Now, right now, those are in the courts. I think the next scheduled thing is a hearing on the injunction against the executive actions that'll take place on July the 10th i think the date is in the 5th circuit court of appeals in new orleans okay because was the what level was the first Court that issued the injunction was the injunction a first appeal. came from the federal district level federal in South district. Texas. Yeah, right. Judge Hainan is his name, and so yes. that that was then moved up to the Fifth Circuit, where the uh, the Obama administration originally had asked for the emergency stay of that. They did not get that. Now they're simply appealing the injunction on its face. That the judge also on that case has not yet ruled on the uh, on whether or not the executive actions are actually legit under the Constitution. That ruling still has to come.
1: A big Supreme Court ruling that's coming that we've talked about is the ruling about uh, the legitimacy of um, subsidies and we did a report the other day where several states met in a secret meeting in Chicago to talk about what happens if the ruling goes against being able to get subsidies out of the federal government.
0: Yeah, and I know the state of Pennsylvania has set up an emergency plan to deal with that and there have even been some Republicans who have said that they might pass a bill if the subsidies were struck down for those who went through uh, uh, healthcare.gov, that they might even extend the subsidies through the rest of the year which would then theoretically give lawmakers time to figure out what's next you know this is going to be a really i mean really interesting ruling a of course it is on the obama health law but if the republicans were to win what does it bring into the the into play well it brings into play you'd have to try to move to help uh, to do something to either change the law fix it or move to something else. You know, we've talked about this repeatedly, Herman. There's lots of ideas on the Republican side, but they have not never agreed on just one approach on what to do yeah. instead of the Obama health law. And I don't think they're any closer right now to agreeing on anything. We we could have we could have the Supreme Court blow up the health law in a sense. I'm not sure the GOP and this is not meant at a jab at them. I just think it's realistically where they are. They've never had sort of one plan that got them all together on one page about what the best thing to do. It's sort of like reform of the tax code. There's lots of ideas out there, but there's not really one that's galvanized the Republican Party.
1: Well, I certainly hope that the Republicans, the so-called Republican leadership, wakes up and use that leverage to put something on the table that they can get behind rather than just squander it away.
0: Well, we'll see. we got a few more uh, weeks probably. We won't get that uh, ruling out of the U.S. Supreme Court until later in the month. And then if the Republicans were to win on that and uh, the court was to toss out the subsidies for people who are getting their health coverage through the healthcare.gov website if they live in a state that does not have a state exchange, then that uh, could be an upheaval that would present them with an opportunity.
1: Yeah. Hopefully they would be able to take advantage of
0: speaking of a few more We have a few
1: more people in the presidential race.
0: Yeah, we did. (laughs) Uh, Yesterday was sort of like the race came to D.C. because we had Democrat. Well, he used to be a Republican when he was a senator. Then he became an independent when he was governor of Rhode Island. Now he's a Democrat. Lincoln Chafee got in the race yesterday. He was here in the suburbs of D.C. giving a speech. It was interesting because he took a jab at Hillary Clinton very quickly in his speech to George Mason University and, and focused on her vote for the war in Iraq uh back when she was in the senate and of course for a lot of people that that's been an issue that republican candidates have been asked about but it's still an issue that at least uh, uh Chafee thinks should be brought up and you know I don't think anybody sees him as a as a real player in this but you start wondering when you have all these different people uh, who are on the Democratic side, whether it's Martin O'Malley, who was here in D.C. yesterday, whether it's Bernie Sanders, whether it's Jim Webb or Lincoln Chafee, they all do get the chance to make their case and, and take their jabs at Hillary Clinton. We haven't seen any erosion in the polls in her numbers vis-a-vis any of the challengers on the Democratic side, but certainly it's something you got to wonder about as we go ahead.
1: Well, and like the Republican side, some people are in it to win it, Possibly but they also are able to get their message out or to highlight the thing that they want to highlight as this whole thing unfolds and so He's trying to make a point. Now, I'm not sure what point he's trying to make other than
0: he thinks that the United States should go to
1: the metric system. I don't know what that's going <laughs> to do. Not sure help that's going to happen
0: anytime soon. I, I no. thought the, the lead in the in the Washington Post front page story was interesting today because it said something to the effect of the the once sleepy race for president on the Democratic side is now coming alive as more Democrats are pouncing on Hillary Clinton. Again, we haven't seen any erosion in her numbers vis-a-vis any others in the Democratic race, but Who knows? Bernie Sanders has been drawing. I got an email from somebody yesterday in Iowa that said they went to a Sanders event. It was a big crowd. There have been a lot of big crowds there. And he's been getting a lot of attention during his visits to the Hawkeye State.
1: You have seen a lot of presidential races in your illustrious career in Washington, D.C. What is your reaction to Hillary saying she's going to give a speech? No questions. See ya.
0: Well, I, actually, she didn't say that, and her campaign didn't see that. It was the... Um uh, it was the school that's hosting her today, from what I understood. I uh, I got that email, too. And for whatever reason, they said, you know, you're only getting the speech, no questions. I wouldn't expect her to answer any questions. I'm not defending her. I just think that that's what they're doing right now is they're just giving speeches or they're just giving or doing roundtables and stuff like that. And, you know, she has not sat down for any interviews. And, frankly, I don't think that that's going to change anytime soon. I think that's their strategy at this point in time is to keep her away from Q&A with reporters just do their events and, in a sense, uh, keep the press, you know, like the Heisman Trophy and just keep us off to the side. I have spoken at over 150
1: colleges and universities in the last two years, and they always want to know, will I take questions? If I say yes, I, I do q and A. I think they probably coached the school into saying that would be no questions.
0: Oh, I, as, as a reporter, yeah, maybe, I'm sure that they said that that would be, but I don't think as a reporter I would expect her to answer any questions. I, and, and again, I'm not endorsing that. I just think that that's the strategy that they are embracing right now. And yeah. yeah. you know, speaking with my colleagues who've gone out on the trail so far to cover her, covering her campaign is boring covering her campaign (laughs) is not interesting because you don't get any interaction with the candidate. You don't get a chance to ask questions. And not only that, a lot of reporters are not even allowed into some of these events. So you go and you're not able to get in and even see the candidate uh, with uh, with others. So uh, it's, you know, again, I just think that this is the strategy that they have decided on. And I would not, I am not planning on it changing anytime soon. I don't think the Clinton people are going to change. Well, we'll see how long we'll see how long they can
1: continue to do this hide-and-seek strategy. As long as their poll numbers are up, that's, yeah. I
0: mean, that's the main thing. If if, if suddenly somebody gets you know uh, starts moving up, whether it's Bernie Sanders or anybody else, then maybe they start to change. But I would think that what we've seen so far from her, I think, is exactly what we're going to see for most of the year.
1: Rick Perry is supposed to jump in today at 12:30.
0: You know, uh, look, what, do, what
1: do you think he wish he could redo?
0: Well, I, I think that you know, you look back at 2012, and I really believe that the race was set for him to grab a hold of, and he could have been the GOP nominee. I think the Republican Party at the time when he got in was looking for somebody other than Mitt Romney. Uh, the former, the, at the time, the the governor of Texas certainly had everything, but his debate blunders and uh, other things, it just didn't work for him. And this time around, now that he's getting back in, he's seen more of a long shot uh, this this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, he certainly. Is well known. He's certainly uh, been around the country, but the numbers haven't really been there in the polls. Now, as we get him getting in today, we also got word earlier that Jeb Bush has set up his save the date notice for when he's finally going to announce. That's going to be on June 15th, Monday the 15th, down in Miami. In fact, it's only going to be a few a uh, few miles from where Marco Rubio announced in Miami back in April. And uh, you know, I, I think that Bush obviously has a has a a road ahead that uh, that uh, probably right now you're looking at where I think a lot of people still wonder, is he going to be the nominee, even with all the money he's expected to raise? Right, and
1: he certainly has raised a lot
0: of money. Yeah, and now what, we've got uh, Bush on June 15th, Donald Trump, I guess, is going to get in on the 16th, and Bobby Jindal, the governor of Louisiana, the 24th, and we're still waiting also for not only Scott Walker, the governor of Wisconsin, but also John Kasich, the governor of Ohio, as well. That's
1: why we are going to do a daily segment on the presidential race Update. Yeah, you're going to need an NCAA bracket <laughs> for all these people. Thanks a lot, Jamie. See you, Herman. You're listening to The Herman Kane Show. Herman Kane on the radio every day. Herman Kane on demand at hermankane.com. Click on Kane 24 7. 877 310 2100. Coming up, Rapid Fire.